Want me to get this going? Yeah, let's have some fun. All right. So today for our episode of Deadlifts, Dogs, and Dad Jokes, we're going to go through a topic that we've gone through before. I think it's, it's we're, we're sort of rehashing a topic that we always talk about. Um, we're going to talk about our, our, our top fitness tips for our clients, um, kind of how we start everything off when we, you know, everything from onboarding a client so when they first come in, um, all the way up to, you know, guiding them through the process over the long term. Uh, me and DeMarco have been coaches for, geez, probably what, six, seven years? Wow, well, yeah. yeah. So it's I been, just hit eight. Yeah. Oh, eight years, yeah. So we have, we have a good amount of experience under our belt. Um, Sean and Tom, Tommy can, couldn't make today, but we'll we'll hope to, you know, get them in soon for more episodes. Um, it's been, we have, we've had a little wall period, but I think we've been, uh, as far yeah. as getting episodes in, but we've, we've uh, been consistent in other areas as far as just being busy in our own lives, but yeah. Yeah. So... But either way, you know, we'll kick it off um, with me as far as how I sort of conduct um, my onboarding process, but also where I see importance when someone wants to come in to train. Um, and, and for me, I think the biggest thing is, you know, figuring out, and it's, this is very basic, but should be said, um, what is their fitness goals, right? So what, what are they looking to accomplish when they come in? How, how much experience they have? So what's their previous training history? Um, any injuries that they have and sort of just setting them up with a plan. I think at the end of the day, when, when I meet with somebody, it's what, what are our next steps? Um, I, I, I think that's really important. I think a lot of times it gets lost in the shuffle of, you know, you, you, you give somebody a program, quote, quote, um, depending on how many times they're meeting with you, but all those other hours in the day when you're not with them, you want to make sure that you're guiding them through the process. So yeah. uh, I try to set up phone calls with a lot of clients. So like weekly phone calls just to keep them, um, on task and make sure that they're they're um, keeping up with everything I want them to do. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. So I, I think the, the, the big thing that I've learned right away, or I said right away, over the course of the last couple of years is um, just follow-ups and being consistent yeah. with that. Um, so here, baby cry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> is that, is that, is that, tip, that's probably common, right? Oh, all the time. All, all, all the time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, but yeah, I, I would say the big thing for me is, is, is just being consistent with the follow-ups mm -hmm. and, even if they're even if they're like somebody that's not as consistent as they can be based on life events or whatever else, I just try to make sure that I'm on them to to just just get in more when they you know as far as even if even if it's just a half hour just get something in, um, but but I try to guide them the best I, the best of my ability. So, yeah. uh, but a little bit of my process I want to kind of break it down. I have on my iPad I have a little a couple notes here. So after like a, a brief questionnaire with my clients, you know, after you go through their goals and stuff like that, after the onboarding process, um, I'll, I'll um, do what we call an in-body, which we have at Lifetime where oh, I yeah. work. So the in-body goes through everything from like your, uh, your body weight, your skeletal muscle mass, body fat percentage. Yeah. Um, and also last number is ECW and TBW. So uh, amount of, so it's water. So it's inflammation to water. I don't know if you've ever heard of that. Oh no. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's cool. So, so uh, basically if somebody's really inflamed and they have a lot of inflammation, the number will be a little bit higher. Um, that means they might be overtraining. Um, they might not, mm. you know, be as consistent as they can be in other aspects, the other hours of the day that they're, um, that they're not training. So yeah. nutrition obviously plays a huge role. And if they have sensitivity to certain foods, like that could cause inflammation, which could, you know, cause other issues in their gut and things Absolutely, like that, yeah. which will affect their, you know, their body weight and things like that. So that's, that's the first thing. And then I usually do a screening on them a lot of times and, and I try to make it so they're not, uh, you know, feeling as if, um, I'm trying to test them. You know what I mean? Like, so like yeah. I'll, 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 
go through like a basic squat or go through, you know, it's like an intro workout. Um, so like basic squat, basic hinge pattern, yeah. um, you're pushing, you're pulling, all that kind of stuff. And I think as long as you kind of just treat it as you're, you're just trying to help them and you're going to, you're going to broadcast all the good things they're doing. Mm -hmm. So I, I think as, as long as you, you kind of treat them as the rock star and highlight all those, those positive aspects, um, they're, they're going to want to keep coming back. So Absolutely. you don't want to say all the things they did wrong. You want to say all the things they're doing really, really well. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So, and, and again, you could probably, you could interrupt me at any time with this, but would you say, is there anything that you see, um, in your own clients, like as far as like when you first start with them, where you, where you, where you try to highlight right away or like, what is there certain things that you, that you go towards as far as like when you're first starting with somebody? Yeah, yeah. So that that's all great stuff, by the way. Yeah. I love the I love the fact that you not only have a system, but you have it uh, documented. Yeah, that's yeah, actually absolutely. really really yeah. smart, especially yeah. for uh, whenever other trainers are are mentoring under you. If you're mentoring trainers and you're developing new totally. newer trainers, so yep. that's that's really cool. Yep. I should uh, I should take I should take my own notes a little bit better. <laughs> uh, so I love what you said about how you do the movement assessment. You know, you do your squat hinge. You know, yeah, all, all the basics. Pattern, yep. And you you emphasize what they do right. When I first started coaching. Uh, part of it was probably I'm, inexperience was a big part of it, but there was also insecurity as well, and um, just kind of figuring out what what best way to communicate to the client. I would yep. focus on what needed to be improved yep. and what they quote unquote did wrong. You know, the hip positioning, shoulder positioning, whatever that kind yep. of stuff. But uh, now I very much do it the way that you do it as well. I focus on these are the things you did really really well. Mm -hmm. So you can reinforce those things and give them positive feedback, and oh. then this is something that we can work on totally. and uh, that kind of stuff. So yeah, I think uh, my big thing with, with coaching clients, Nano, lay down, lay down, lay down. Thank you. Oh. Um, make it too much noise. <laughs> <laughs> um, is I want the time to be valuable. I Absolutely. want their time. I want yeah. the person to leave uh, having grown and having gained something, I don't want the I don't want the time to be now. Your energy will be expended, right? Well, they'll have invested time, money, and energy into training, mm -hmm. but I want them to to leave with a skill set, with knowledge, with experience, totally. and uh, hopefully with you know obviously physical results as well. Mm -hmm. So yeah, no. To to add to that, I I, I agree hundred percent. I think uh, after every session I have with a client, I I want them to leave with something, something yeah. that they can take home with them. Um, sometimes it's, it's literature. You can literally give them an article or something like Absolutely, that. I say, yeah. you could text them the article, be like, Hey, check, the, you know, check out this article on nutrition or, or training base, whatever it is. Um, but I think again, it goes back to consistency for on, on our end as coaches, but also on their end. Um, I think the more consistent we are with providing them with information and, and following up the more they're apt to follow up as well. Absolutely, um, yeah. So I think it, it goes back to like, they have to hold up on their end, but we also have to hold up on our, our end as well. So I think that it goes both avenues. Um, but you know, to, to the kind of getting off on a tangent a little bit, but the fitness tips that I think are most valuable are, okay, like as a coach, do, do I start off with, um, you know, when I first start with them, do I, do I make sure that I have, the, you know, their, their goals in mind, right? Do I make sure that I, I stay consistent with, how I approach that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, and then over time, I think, you know, again, it, go, it goes back to, the, to the, the mindset thing of, okay, you know, how can I keep my, this person, um, the person in front of me, how can I keep them interested long-term? I think, um, you know, at the end of the day, I think I want them to be self-efficient and be able to co or go yes. off on their own and train. Yep. 
and not necessarily need you all the time. Train them to where they don't need you anymore. Yeah, right. Absolutely. But I, but, but I also think too, it, 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 it's very easy to fall in the trap of, of, you know, just having them rely on you more or less and giving them workouts or you know, programs each month um, and, and just say like, you'll follow my lead and that's it. Like each time they're just yeah. going to follow your lead, yeah. but then they will go off on their own and, and, and try things on their own. So I think getting them comfortable in, in their environment is going to be important too. So, yeah. And if, and again, it's very easy to fall in a trap of getting comfortable with, um, you know, having them just rely on you, which, you know what I mean by that? Oh no, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I, I couldn't agree more. No, yeah. I think you're right. I think that's, uh, as coaches, we are, we are serving the client in front of us, right? We're, we're, we're mentoring, we're coaching, we're assessing, yeah. we're correcting, and, uh, but it is a team effort. And the clients that are most successful in any personal training program, and that's the same for sporting events too, sports yeah. too, right? Football, oh, basketball, 100%, baseball. 100%, if, yeah. you, if you are fully bought into the program, to the system, and you're consistent, and you do what the coach says, and of course provide feedback when, when applicable, when, you, when, when applicable, yep. then you'll be the most successful. If you're only doing your training when you're in the presence of your coach, totally. and not accounting for those other, you know, what, you know, what, 165 to 163 hours in a week, the rest of them, then uh, you're not going to be as successful. So definitely, self-sufficiency is the key. Yeah, I mean, so, and even like understanding where someone's previous training history is, so knowing what they've done in the past is important too. Um, I think people want to, you know, people want to feel like they, you know, they belong wherever they're they're doing. But I think in, in the aspects of, we'll say training, you know, a lot of times people feel like they, their, their doctor said, Oh, you know, you're, you're a higher risk for X, Y, or Z. So they're like, okay, I need, I, you know, you, you probably should, you know, build, build some sustainable habits to be able to stay healthy yes. and live longer. But the problem is, um, people, a lot of times will think of training as torture. And that's why I think it's finding what you like, but also as a coach being able to, um, dig a little bit deeper and find out what that person does best in, I guess. You know what I mean? Like oh, some people are into powerlifting. Some people are, you know, more, you're just casual gym goer and, you know, um, you just want to really work on movement quality or, or, you know, there's some people that are in the CrossFit, whatever it is, but you got to find what that is. Yeah. Um, by the way, I'm not a big advocator of CrossFit, but just in general, whatever you're, you're into, um, I think you, you just got to figure out what that is. Um, I always tell people when they first start too that you may not know what that is right away. Absolutely. Yeah. And my goal is to help find that and and or yourself find that. And I think once you do, then you're going to want to keep coming back. So yeah. that's, those those are probably the keys. Um, and I usually come up with what, we, what I call process goals. Uh, so things that you can do every single week um, that get us closer to that outcome. Yeah. Right? So I think that's, that's the, the main thing. If I could get someone to... Buy into the process first. Um, you know, keeping it simple, keeping the programming simple. I think you don't need to overcomplicate things. Yeah. So, um, some of my some of my my big tips, I would say right away that that I tell people are, you know, I I stick to more or less full body workouts for most clients. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, but there's some clients I do upper lower with. There's some clients I do push pull leg with. Um, it really depends on your training age. Obviously, your training history. Your, yeah, training history. Um, your your injury history. And you know what you're looking to accomplish, and how or what yeah. what the time frame that you're exactly. looking to accomplish it in, and like that weekly training schedule, how many days right. a week you'll commit to training. Right. So then the process goals become okay. So like if you're, a lot of times I come up with performance goals for clients. So it'll be like okay, like let's 
let's look for a certain exercise that we're trying to, let's say a chin up, you know, we want to be able to chin ups, I think a, a good um, fitness goal for, for upper body strength. And especially for somebody that's um, on the newer side, they may be intimidated because they've seen people do chin ups. They're like, that looks cool. Like I yeah. want to be able to do that. So I think being able to come up with a process goals of, okay, we're going to work on X, Y, and Z to get you there. Um, and, and, and I think it with, with process goals, for somebody that's new to the gym, like let's say they just started out, it's like, okay, like, look, how many days can we 100% commit to every single week? So it could be like, oh, I can commit to two 60-minute training sessions a week. Okay, that's a process goal. So we'll say, you know, we'll, we'll set up a chart. I'll usually set up a chart with somebody and we'll say, okay, here's your process goals. Um, every time you complete a process goal each week, you check that off. So if you do oh, nice. your two training days, we'll check that off. That's a, you know, that's a pretty big deal for somebody that never enter a gym and all of a sudden mm -hmm. they're doing it two times a week, you're going to see some results. You're going to see progress if you keep doing that every week. Absolutely. Um, so I think that kind of stuff. And then a lot, so a lot of times I'll do like a training based process goal. So um, it could be just X amount of times getting into a gym mm -hmm. each week. Uh, a lot of times I'll come up with like a nutrition process goal. So it could be like um, eat three fruits and three vegetables daily or whatever it is. Whatever the, it is. Um, and every time you do it, you just check it off. And I think there's there's so many out there's so many different answers to that but whatever that would be for you um and i think and again sticking to it and being consistent with with it and then all of a sudden you can progress it um so i think there there's there's something to be said about uh, obviously consistency but also effort the effort you put into yeah. doing these things so absolutely so i would say that's the big thing and, and like i even with i don't know what you use for your screening i'd be curious like i use like the functional movement screening yeah um just to get an idea, again, it's a, there's a scoring system for that. We could treat this for another episode, look up the functional movement screening. Um, but I think there's a lot of value in that. Uh, but also, too, like each training session, you're evaluating that without, without them even realizing yeah. it. So I think that's, that's another key thing. Um, I'd be curious to know, like when you're, your first training session with somebody, what's that look like? Your, like your intro workout. Like I'll tell you my intro workout, but I'm curious to know, like when you start with somebody, what do you typically do? Like what, what's a first session look like for you? Yeah, so uh, all, all great points, by the way. And, yeah. and really quick side note, then I'll answer yeah. that question. I also have for myself a process goal. Yep. And uh, since the day Vivi was born last year, January 22nd, yep. my process goal has been to get at least two training sessions in a week for okay. myself. There you go. And ideally shooting for three. Are you so, uh, yes, I am. Yeah, there have awesome. been, out of, out of the last nine months almost, mm -hmm. there have been two weeks where I hit only one training session in the week now the first the first week was just the week she was born so i was exhausted yeah. and then the other week i was actually working around a, a minor injury but every yeah. other, every other week i've hit that two to three goal. Awesome. so uh, it is you. powerful it is powerful so have that have that good process goal and it's very very powerful yeah yeah so first session with me it really depends and it's i know that's a very safe answer but yeah. it, it depends on the goals and totally. what they want to do i've been because i'm in the kettlebell world that's kind yeah. of kind of where i've um, where I've been really active the last few yep. years with Strong First and with Deviate, yep. I've had more people come to me for kettlebell coaching. So totally. in regards to that, it's basically we, we sit down, we do the questionnaire, we talk about 
you know, uh, exercise and injury history, specific mm-hmm. goals, whether they be performance uh, and or aesthetic, which ideally, uh, by the way, I recommend having both. I want you to ideally have a performance and an aesthetic Absolutely. goal. Absolutely. And really focusing on the performance goal will, mm-hmm. will ultimately lead you to that aesthetic goal. Absolutely. Uh, if we focus on performance in a, in a lift or an event, a competition or something like that. Something like that. Yep. But uh, yeah, so if, if someone comes to me and they say, I want to learn kettlebells, like one per- the, the newest person I've signed up, reached me through the Strong First website and they said, I want to do simple and sinister style training, mm-hmm. which is kettlebell swings and Turkish get-ups. So they have been they have kettlebells, they've been training before. So my main thing was once we did our warm-up, movement prep and all that fun stuff, I said, show me your swing. Let's see what your swing looks like. Yeah. And from there, I emphasized what was done well, which this person understood the basics of the hinge. Right. Uh, we just had to focus on kind of hip positioning and, and focus on kind of just little minor tweaks. But they had the general gist of it down. Mm-hmm. So for them, it was still an assessment, but it wasn't like getting a bare bones beginner right. into it. Now, if it's someone that's never been to a gym yep. and oh, is like very new and has mm-hmm. really has no idea what the heck they want to do, yep. then definitely fu- I'd go more so uh, the style you do. I'm not officially screened in, in uh, excuse, excuse me, officially certified with FMS, yep. mm-hmm. so I don't really officially use them, but I do employ some of their methods. I do the, the traditional squat, not the overhead squat, yep. but um, I, use the, I use the inverted row on the TRX. It's one of my favorite things because yep. it can be scaled to the person. Totally. And then I'll typically use a box or a bench or something mm-hmm. for incline push-ups. And totally. if they own the push-up in that position, then we'll kind of progress it to mm-hmm. where we're at that kind of point where it's more challenging. Totally. And uh, kind of figure out what their what their level is. But yeah, squat, hinge, push, pull, and yep. uh, factor that in almost like a witch with the with the big cauldron and put it all in together for the recipe. Love what it. are your goals? What do you want to work on? Yeah. You know, what do you want to want to achieve? And you know, what can we do? I think the one thing I want to hammer through, and this is something that a lot of coaches struggle with, uh, myself in the past as well, I, when someone comes to me to train, it's my job to adapt my system to meet the needs of that client. Totally. It's not my job to mold the client to fit my system. Totally. Yep. So my system, I do have principles and methods that I use, but there are things that I am that are adaptable and that are ready totally. to change when they need to. Right. When a client's goals change, if, if we go kettlebell heavy for a couple years and they decide that they want to go into powerlifting, mm-hmm. sure, we can still train with kettlebells, but right. we need to get them under a barbell, right. assuming that they can do so safely and effectively and that they're, they're ready for that goal. Totally. So it's, uh, you know, we're, we're serving the client. Yep. They're not serving us. Correct. They're investing in us. Right. But it's ultimately our job to serve them and guide them in the right direction. Yep. Yeah. No, it's all, all great points, Marco. I think that's, it even goes uh, back to what I've, I've preached before in the past is every single person is a little different how their their bodies, um, I say function, but how they, how they move. So yes. I think based on the individual, obviously their their body mechanics are going to be different. So uh, I, I always read you'll you always like surf through Instagram and you'll see, let's say somebody deadlifting, and there's so many different ways to deadlift. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. Right. So I, I would say like from a variation standpoint, there's so many ways to skin a cat, and there's so many ways to approach. Um, I say indivi- indiv- individualizing your training for yeah. each person. So, yes, like I always tell people, like you'll squat, you'll hinge, you'll push, you'll pull, you'll do you'll do a variation of core movements, um, you'll do some metabolic conditioning at some point. Um, but at the end of the day, you know the the 
the principles, a lot of them, yes, are going to say the same, but based on that individual, you know, we, we might do a modification of yeah. that movement. So Absolutely. I always, you know, I always think like, you're not going to day one, take somebody under a barbell and back squat them, um, or front squat them even. Um, I, you, you want to make sure that they have the prerequisites prior yeah. to getting them to, to do those things. Yeah. So, um, I think it's important as a coach to make sure the movement quality is, is number one. Right. So I think like, um, think of it as a skill and, and, and yeah. you're, you're training, you're basically, you want to make sure that they, they're getting better at the movements, um, and, and, and that they're, they're, they're proficient to be able to progress in those movements. Yeah. And if you have those two things down and they're, and they're having fun, they're, they're most likely going to make progress, right? Yeah. So it's, it's, it's a win-win-win. Um, basically, a couple, a couple of key points, too, is like, yeah, like squats. I, go to, I always go to like goblet squatting as, as a good, good way to sort of correct um, any sort of like, I say core weakness. But a lot of times people tend to like round when they go down to, yep. into a squat. Sometimes the dump, just magically throwing a dumbbell in there. I think it was Dan John would say like, you, you know, what once was a garbage squat will turn into a, a decent looking squat sometimes and you just add a dumbbell, you know, to their chest. Absolutely. Um, so yeah. I think goblet squats a, a, a good, a, a really good variation for more people, more than newcomers, I would say. Somebody that once you, once you get the prerequisites, make, once you make sure they can squat pretty well. Um, push-ups, obviously, again, like you said, starting elevated and then you can work your way to the ground. Um, well, there's so many different variations of a push-up. Um, and then obviously there's a ton of plank variations. So I think yep. understanding that you, you can utilize, you're never too good for a plank. I think some people think they could, oh, I can hold the plank for five minutes. Like I'm, I'm good. It's like, no, there's, there's so many different variations of oh, ways absolutely. to do it. So, um, single leg exercises, like single leg training is, is so useful and important. Um, and everyone neglects it cause no one oh likes my, to do it. No one likes to do it. It's not <laughs> sexy, right? Yeah. So like unilateral training, I think should be in, in most people's program. I say should. It definitely should be. Absolutely, you know, yeah. it's, 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 there's no like, not, you know, unless you have an injury and obviously have to work around that, but in general, your single leg deadlifts, your split squats, your lunges, any sort of um, single leg variation you can think of at some point in, from a progression regression model should be um, implemented in someone's plan more yeah. or less. So, I, and I think it, it doesn't go without being said that, um, all these things we're mentioning, obviously, it's, it's going to be based on the individual. So um, there's not like a, a like you have to do this movement. Like I, I think that's that's one thing you, you could probably relate to as well. If a coach tells you like you have to do blank exercise, um, I think that they're 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 probably not as qualified as they should be because there's all there's a lot more to it than just one movement. You know absolutely, I mean? absolutely. So you can, you can't base a full. Um, I say a full program, but in general, like if, if, if you're like, you have to back squat, it's like, no, there's like so many different ways to squat. You know what I mean? It's Absolutely. Like, yeah. So I, that, that, that's where I think in, in the industry, if, if, if someone says that they're, they're, they're probably underqualified more or less. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. Then outside of that, I mean, obviously with, with cardio, I think people, so, so kind of in, in going into our, all our fitness tips, I think cardio should be secondary for most people for fat loss. Absolutely. That being said, obviously, if you are a marathon runner and you are you are doing th something specifically for sport or whatever it is, there may be more cardio implemented. Of course. But I think programs should be centralized more around resistance training, and then cardio is kind of that secondary piece. Exactly. So, but it, it's it's something that should be said because I think a lot of times people think I'll do more cardio and that'll help me with fat loss. In reality, it's usually the opposite. Yeah. Resistance training first and then cardio. 
Um, anything to add to that as far as the cardio and resistance training? Period? No, no, okay. I think that was, yeah. a, that was a, great, a great pointer. And there's the big debate, that's one of the oldest debates on the internet is, is should you do your cardio before or after your strength training? Yep. There are people that will give you both sides of the argument. And I've, I've seen both yep. methods implemented and, and done pretty well. So yep. it just, that, again, depends on your goals and uh, what you want to do. You mentioned the word fun earlier. That's another thing yeah. there. It's not yeah. punishment. It oh, should yeah. be fun. Yep. You know, training should be fun. And, yep. and there will be times where it sucks. You know, if you're, mm-hmm. you know, there's, it's not, it's not all roses, but yep. they're, you know, I love doing my sinister training, but when I'm four minutes into a five minute swing test, oh, I'm yeah. sucking wind. It's, it's not that, it's that moment's not fun. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I think, I think training, training is not always going to be fun, but you keep going back knowing long-term what the outcome can be. Yeah. I say can be, cause you have to put the work in still and the consistent hard work over time will be where you get the, that's it, man. The, the results. So, um, and that, that being said too, like I'm not going to lie. There's some, there's some training days where, where I don't want to do it, but I tell myself like long term I'm going to feel better, but also short term I'm going to feel better too. So Absolutely. afterward I'm going to feel good. So, um, as long as you're fueling your body, right. And you're being consistent there, which nutrition is a whole other topic, but I think that's useful as well. Um, I think key take takeaway points, even with nutrition is in, in, in the, the easiest way possible, um, is to just eat what makes you feel good. You know what I mean? Like if you're eating foods that you feel like shit afterward, then it's probably not good foods to eat. Right. There so, you go. um, and, and, and obviously everyone's different in what they like. So there's no like specific meal plan where I'm like, this is what you have to eat. Intuitive eating is obviously going to be the best. And there's so many sources that, uh, we can give you if you know, me or DeMarco or any, really anybody, um, in the, in the industry. Um, I always think like nutrition is secondary for me. Like I'm a nutrition coach through precision nutrition. Mm-hmm. So I have nice. a little bit of experience, but I'm not a nutritionist or a dietitian. So like, I don't, I don't prescribe, like you have to eat this much, you know, protein or carbs. I'll give you an idea of about yeah. how much, but I, you know, training is definitely my wheelhouse. Nutrition is definitely secondary. Absolutely. So yeah. I don't like prescribe a ton of nutrition advice. I give the basics. So I'm sure you're probably in the same camp there. Oh, absolutely. Right? Yeah. 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 And so, that's, that's where the internet can be a little frustrating at times yep. because you, you get people that they do one or two bodybuilding shows and they're in tremendous shape and their conditioning yep. is impressive. And again, not to knock that style of training, it's, they are very dedicated, yeah, yeah, totally. very dedicated totally. professionals, but they'll do one or two shows and then, Oh, uh, do my workouts, follow my meal plan. And it's just, there's just no, there's no customization. There's no, it's yeah. just do this, you know, and people feel miserable doing it because they don't yeah. like, they don't like some of the stuff. So it's like, right. if it's miserable for you. It's not going to last you yeah. forever. Cause if you, if you're training for a bodybuilding or physique or bikini totally. show, it's going to suck. Yeah. You're going to have to really, yeah. really reduce your calories totally. you're gonna go through the depletion and all that stuff. And it's, and it's not fun. Yep. But if you're just a, a normal everyday Joe, like we are, and yep. you just want to, you know, get stronger, feel better, move better, you know, maybe lose some weight or mm-hmm. tone up or whatever, yep. uh, then you definitely don't need to go to those ex- extreme. Yep. measures yep. so and any, anybody that gives you a cookie cutter system is uh is suspect yep very suspect that's that's red flag throw the flag but again i think there's always time to get better i think as a, as a fitness professional and just being in the industry as long as i have been um being five going on six years i think i i've realized that there there's so much more to learn and that when i first started out you always think you know everything and then you realize i don't know a whole lot or I, there's a lot more i need to learn so i think it's never too late, even as any young coaches like to, to seek out a mentor or just continue to learn from sources that you know are trusted in the industry. Absolutely. Because yeah. you can learn so much in such a short period of time. You're just by 
Instagram, geez, like that alone, but also, uh, like I said, seeking a mentor or finding like-minded people and, and joining a community of those people. So there, there's, there's, you can reach out to us if you have any questions on that. But um, even just to dive deeper into like, um, I, I'm all about mindset too. So I think understanding things that will help you through whatever you're trying to do. So I think continue to educate yourself, obviously being towards the top um, as a fitness professional, but even as the client, you know what I mean? I think you should be educating yourself. Absolutely. Regularly, right? So like, I'm not going to tell you all the answers day one that you want to hear. Um, and a lot of the answers aren't sexy answers. Um, but at the end of the day, like you, you, a lot of times, like, like I said, we're a guide. So we, you know, if there's certain topics that you're, you want more information on, that's where we can come in and help. Right. So, and then that also goes next into self-care, making sure you care for your body in a lot of different ways, right? So just even like daily hygiene, but also understanding um, as a fitness professional or just as the client that, you know, you have to be up on your hygiene, right? You know, that's, that's, that's pretty important. Mm-hmm. You know, if you want to be more attractive to a significant other or whatever, you have to make sure you keep that, that stuff in check. Um, thoughtfulness, so, you know, making sure I think as a, as a coach, being, being, making sure to reach out to your, your clients, um, all, like I said, like weekly, uh, but also, you know, if they have some event coming up, making sure that you're, you're reaching out to them about that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think like weekly emails, like I, I have kind of been away from that lately, but I, yeah, same, me yeah too. but I like, I, I do want to get back to that. I want to get back to like blogging and stuff like that, I do like weekly, weekly emails and, and posts to, to clients that way they're, um, they're in tune with what I'm reading and like things that I like to yeah. do and stuff like that. So you're same same boat for you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, trying to get trying to get back in the in the workflow as well. Yeah, because so, that stuff is important for you know relationship building. Oh, totally. It's not just working out. There's a lot more going on. Yeah, and then and obviously mental health. I think is important too to to make sure you're meditating or at least relaxing and not like always go go go. I think yeah. I'm sure Demarco, you can agree. Like I, it's it's easy to get trapped in. Just being busy all the time yeah, and not absolutely. giving time, time to yourself. So absolutely. Yeah. it's always it's always like give, 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 and never you know never anything for yourself. It's um, even tougher when you have kids because there's uh, just a lot of variables to yeah. to uh, to shuffle. So, yeah, because of, of course we're here to serve others, but at the same time we find ourselves sometimes um, you know forgetting about ourselves. <laughs> so yeah. to make sure that um, you you as a coach specifically because I've been doing it for a long or longer now that I've realized that you have to maintain these things because if not yeah. you won't sustain your health. So. Um, anything else to add to that? No, no, I, no yep. I think those are all great points. Yep. And then, uh, outside of that, I would say like, fi- again, even as a coach, we'll go back to that, but fitness tips I always, I always tell people is things like mobility and things like, um, you know, uh, just being consistent with activity daily, I think is important and, mm-hmm. and not losing sight of that stuff is very easy as a as a as a pre- professional in any industry to, to get lazy and, and yeah. not want to do things so i think being consistent with activity at all times is going to be important mm-hmm. um outside of that i think you know having non-negotiables for yourself so having things that like you will do and this would be for a client things you would do daily say daily but at least weekly um you know x amount of times you're going to train like we've talked about uh, maybe try to get outside in the morning or find a time of the day to get outside uh, your vitamin D, if it's nice out, obviously for, with with the sun, um, but also just being able to like clear your mind, walk, things yeah. like that. Those are those are really really important daily tasks. Um, some people track it with with uh, you know they have a tracker on their phone or or like a chart or something like that of like 
daily daily tasks that you, you're going to do every day. So like find like a top five things you're going to do and, and make sure you shatter that and do most of those things. It yeah. um, could be like just checking your emails or deleting emails. Uh, like I said, it could be going, going outside for a walk, could be trying to hit a X amount of protein daily, whatever it is, but like have, have some things that you know you're going you're gonna to do daily um, and be consistent with those things. And then obviously like outside events or anything else that you have in your life, you know, just make sure that you're, you're tracking these things and you're consistently doing them. Um, it obviously it may change week to week, but uh, obviously I think even with like grocery, having a grocery list, like that seems so small, but it adds up. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> you know, having people a plan. just aimlessly walk around or they go hungry to a grocery store. I've done that before. That's a big mistake. Yep. You'll, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, Step count, I think, is another another key one. You know, making sure you, you you stay again back to like walking daily and stuff like that. But be consistent with your steps. I mm-hmm. think it's very easy to fall in the trap of sitting a lot of the day. But if you have a watch or something like that, which I don't have a watch, but I'm on my feet all day. So, but in general, I think a lot of people with with desk jobs and things like that, if they have a watch or something like that, it may not be. It's not going to be 100 percent accurate. It'd probably be 25 percent in either direction. Yeah. But having somebody to just track or have an idea of about how much you're, you're getting in or how much you're not getting in, I think that's that'll be useful just long-term. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I said, I think don't rely on those, the trackers, calorie trackers, whatever they are, because a lot of times they're inaccurate. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah those. But it gives you something to, to look at. Um, I think financially ha- have information as far as, I know this is separate to training, but I think it's it's, it's good to keep up on your finances and, and any other aspects of your life. Be consistent with tracking things so that way you know, okay, where your money's going or where you're, time and efforts are going. Yeah. You know I mean, what so gets like, measured gets improved. Yep. I think I've, is that, did I say that? You, uh, I think you said that. Yeah, I, I, think, I, think, I before, think I said, I think yeah, I've heard that before. Yeah. Um, I think reading some good books, obviously there's a lot of good books out there. I think reading daily is obviously going to be crucial too. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I actually wanted to, I, I have a, a couple things for just instant things to improve your health. Things that, that I think anyone can pick up right away. Um, I think, I know if you, we could do like a kind of a rapid fire thing, like I'll start with mm-hmm. some of the things I have and then maybe you can, you could add to it. Um, at the end of the day, like I think having just some sort of, uh, plan and then executing, it's going to be number one Absolutely. for yeah. anybody. Um, I think that, that, that goes, that gets fall, that falls in the trap a lot of times where people will have these grand plans, but then not do any of them or they'll say like, Hey, like, you know, I, I don't need a coach or whatever. And, and then, and then like next thing you know, those are the people that are, they're saying they don't need a coach, but they're not actually doing anything about it to get better. So it's like, yeah, exactly. You, you, you gotta, you, in my opinion, just get started, whatever that is. Um, so continue to read and educate yourself would be like one of my top things for anybody. Educate yourself on just whatever the topic is in, in your life that you're like, again, we're, we're more on the exercise route, but it could be anything. You, know, you always want to educate yourself and, and find the right sources. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of good ones out there for training that we could help you with. Um, I would say focusing on small, a small group of movements rather than a large group of movements. So get really good at a couple things rather than just try to do a lot of things all at once. Um, I say, I'd say balance is big too. Like balance, balance your life, your, your work life and your home life. You know, you mm-hmm. want to make sure you're balanced with all that stuff. Um, obviously drink more water. You can never get enough. I, I, geez, I carry freaking jug on me all the time. Absolutely. So you got that. Um, I say treat me as a guide to help you get better, but 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 don't rely on me. You know, what I mean, at the, at the end of the day, like we want you to be self efficient long term, and you, on on your own eventually should be. You know, again, like we could stay with you for four years. Obviously, like you know, I know you've been with Sean for a while, mm-hmm. 
Like, yeah, we go three, three yeah. years. Yeah, yeah. Like, like having a coach, like I have a coach as well. I think it's good to have somebody that you're, you know, you're investing your time into. But at the, at the end of the day, like you should be able to do these things on your own eventually. Like we should be able to coach you to the point where you feel comfortable doing it on your own. We're there as a guide if you want to level up, obviously, yeah. and get better. But at the end of the day, like we want you to be self efficient and not rely on us every single time. So Absolutely. it's really yeah. important. Um, I would say the best workout split is the one that you're not doing. So um, I, I think I hear that all the time as far as like a mind pump, mind pump media. They're really, really good. They'll, they'll say that. And like a lot of times, like whatever someone tells you, they probably need to do whatever the other thing that they're not doing is. Um, so if you're doing body part splits and you're just doing like all those, you know, chest tries, back, you know, back buys, like shoulders, you're doing that every time. Like let's switch it up. Let's do like push, pull leg or let's do... Uh, upper lower splits or whatever it is, mm-hmm. change the rep schemes up, uh, change the movement, um, movement exercises that you're saying, movement, exercises, the uh, movement categories you're doing. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, he, um, DeMarco's really good with, with kettlebells. Um, so like you can maybe switch up to that or just in general, find the method or the method that you like a lot or that you want to yeah. learn more about. So we can help guide you to that, that process. Uh, the other day, keep it, keep it simple. Don't, don't overcomplicate it, but you want to find what works best for you and something you can do long-term. Um, I would say those are big things. But I would say, obviously, at the end of the day, when you think about training, you have to have your nutrition on point. So that's that's mm-hmm. another key one. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to make sure I hit all these points here. So prioritize mobility. You could you could segment it to your lower part of your body, the, the mid part of your body, and the upper part. So different components of your body. Make sure you're hitting all those components yeah. um, when, you're, when you're doing mobility. Um, even if it's an upper body day, let's say, or upper body intensive, you could still do mobility on your lower half. Um, you don't want to neglect that necessarily. Yeah. Um, I would say like working conditioning, I think burning extra calories is not, isn't necessarily a bad thing. Um, I do think that resistance training, like I said, is, is, is probably going to be your best avenue to, for fat loss. But at the end of the day, adding in some conditioning or cardio-based elements over the course of your program is important too. Or heart health, but also just you know mental health and stuff like that. Yeah. So um, I would say try to drink water when you first get up, and I would say like front load your water throughout the day. So try to get a lot of water at the beginning of the day if you yeah. can. That way you're not like chugging water before you go Definitely, to bed, and yeah. getting up in the middle middle of the night. Um, I would say continue to move. Have a reward system. A, a reward system if you're moving frequently. If you're moving, you know, if you're if you're getting in your steps for the day, let's say, then maybe you could have that dessert that you've been craving. But if you're, you know, if you're sitting on the couch all day, it's like, you know, what, what you, there, there's no, there shouldn't be, you shouldn't be eating like, you know, like crap because this is going to just go to your gut and you're going to feel like crap. So yeah. I think it, it's good to be consistent with, with the, your, your practices for your movement, but also your, your nutrition. Um, I you know, make lists, brainstorm, you know, always be consistent with all that kind of stuff with setting goals for yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the, one of the uh, couple of things too, like training your legs often, I think is important. So like I said, full body workouts are going to be crucial, but a lot of times people skip leg day. And I think that's something that if you're skipping leg day, then, you know, that that's a big part of your body. That's going to, yeah. you know, if you want, if you want to improve your overall strength and the amount of muscle you have, you know, that's a big portion of your body. So, you know, make sure you're hitting your legs. Um, I would say, like I've kind of talked about it, eat for your health and longevity. So just be, be consistent with, um, the types of foods you're eating, but also, you know, you can't go wrong with your fruits and veggies, your protein, you know, good protein, uh, drinking enough water, uh, being consistent with all that kind of stuff. And then obviously um, other things such as like your sleep, um, which is, I say, obviously it's not obvious for some people, but that's going to be crucial for yeah. how you feel. 
um, making making small changes um, and investing in yourself obviously is going to be key. I would say you know you you want to be you want to get to the point where you're uh, you're not from a standpoint of training nutrition, but anything is is is, is find something that you really like. Mm-hmm. Stick to it for a period of time, give it a chance, and then you can move on to something else. Exactly. Yeah. So, anything to add to all that? I think just, just said, I said a lot of things. No, it's good stuff. Yeah. No, I think those are those are all great points. I mean, yeah. focus on what's fun. You know, if you if you truly have no idea what to do or how to get started, find a great coach. Yeah. Uh, you're gonna find some resources online and uh, definitely go from there. I think that was I think that was good, man. Yeah, I think, I think we, we can get much. closer. So, uh, yeah, I want to thank you all so much for watching. And uh, if you have any questions or anything, you can hit us up on the Instagram um, channel. So the page, excuse me, Strength with Purpose. And then your, is it e Teach You 23 on Instagram. We're obviously on this YouTube platform as well as now Spotify. So super pumped about that. And uh, we will see you next time. Train your body, feed your mind.